This is so wizarding. Hey, this is Tim Jones, creator of the Sour Grapes comic strip, and you're listening to Soul Wizard on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to Soul Wizard. You're thinking, you're the people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 432 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Wakanda forever. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Ray. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd. Podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, it's our review of one of the biggest movies of the year. One of the last big releases of the year. It's from Marvel Studios. Black Panther, colon, Wakanda Forever. But before we get into all of that, let's see how everyone's doing this week. Marcellus Reagans, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing pretty good. I finally had a little bit of time to dig into my goodie bag from Rhode Island Comic Con. All of the uh, DVDs that I brought home with me. And uh, I am enjoying... Let me see. How can I explain this? It's a revamped anime version of Speed Racer. Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? Tell the listeners what full series you bought on bootleg Blu-ray at the convention. I'd rather not say at this time. (laughs) (laughs) The sad thing about this, Mark, is that 99.9% of our listeners won't have a freaking idea what that even is. (laughs) You could explain it as anything you want, but I'm glad that you uh, are having fun watching the stuff that you bought. Are you recovered from going to the show for three days? I am. I am fully recovered from Rhode Island Comic Con. Uh, again, thank you so much to Alter Reality for the experience. I uh, definitely want to give a shout out to Clep from Critics with X. Uh, he's such a cool dude, and he has an amazing YouTube channel, so definitely check him out. Uh, we definitely got to put the link up somewhere for you to check him out. He's such a cool dude. Uh, thank you again for for uh, his help and our Rhode Island Comic-Con experience. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Aubrey, are you recovered from Rhode Island Comic-Con? I am. Um, except it was like I got back and then Noah's birthday was on Friday. This is like for some reason the busiest time of the year for me mm-hmm. i'm not even working in retail and it's still the busiest <laughs> time of the year for me yeah i think it's like that for for everyone around this time aubrey definitely it's so frustrating it's like noah's birthday thanksgiving and there's all these breaks in between for school and then it's christmas and then new year and then tax time and my birthday and it's like I just want to stop spending money. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like a broken record, but I've said it on the show in the past. I think the beginning of August through Rhode Island is probably the busiest crush of the year for us. 
for the three of us, I, I, I know with like everything going on in life and everything going on podcast wise, and there's all these comic cons and movies coming out and things going on. And man, it feels good to just take a breath for a little bit. Yeah. And, and then we have, you know, Black Friday coming up and the holidays are right around the corner. They sure are. Well, let me tell you guys, it took me, I want to say about a week to fully recover from Rhode Island Comic Con. Really? I was just so tired for about a week. Uh, just, you know, me and Derek have talked about it when we've gone to cons in the past. We went to New York this past year. You know, we used to go to cons and Mark remembers because he used to go with us sometimes. Uh, we go to like Wizard World Philly for like six days and <laughs> I think we'd get four hours sleep the whole time. Right. Just fucking raging. <laughs> out of control uh, and we were a lot younger i mean this is like 20 years ago but you know now we go to cons and like me and derek will go to new york for example we go to the con most of the day get something to eat and we're in bed by 7 30 <laughs> <laughs> like, no more 3 a.m adventures in downtown philly eating ice cream or any nonsense like that but um this was the first con in a long time that i've gone to where we went for three days and we were pretty much going the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for me on Friday, I got up at 6am, took my son to school, went to work seven to 11, came home, shaved my head, packed. Mark picked me up. We went to the con. We waited for Aubrey. We would hung out with Aubrey until one in the morning and we went to bed. <laughs> like, it was you a know, me day. and Adam on Saturday were like, man, I don't know how they're doing this all weekend. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. And Adam is a hardworking man. Let me tell you. So, uh, I understand, but yeah, it, it took a lot out of me. So I finally got myself caught up, um, coming into this weekend. And then on Friday I had to work a short day at work. So I'm not allowed to go into overtime at work unless I can justify the overtime. They're not like, going to allow you to just sit there and suck up extra <laughs> hours, right. time and a half. So I didn't have anything going on that would require me to be there overtime. And I'd worked so much during the week that I only could work four hours on Friday. So I had to work at my other job at 7 p.m. And I had to work late. We were staying late because, like Aubrey said, Black Friday, Christmas coming. You know, we're getting the store ready for the nonsense of shopping season. So we had a, like, not a full overnight, but kind of like a half overnight plan. So I was working 7 to maybe like midnight, 1 a.m. I knew I wanted to take a nap in between. And I knew if I took an energy drink, I would not be able to sleep. So I didn't have an energy drink on Friday. Then Saturday, I went out with my wife and I was like, you know what? I don't feel too bad. I'm not going to have an energy drink today. Sunday, I like, you know what? I'm making it. I'm not going to have an energy drink today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> today is my fourth day without an energy drink. Um, it's the first day it really hit me. So around like noon, I just felt like I was underwater, <laughs> like moving in slow motion. Uh, but, you know, it's not really a health thing. It's more about, I'm thinking like, I spend like $20 a week on energy drinks. Wow. And that could probably go in my pocket for gas or towards going to a con or <laughs> buying some comics or something. So right now I'm just trying to see how long I can go before I give in <laughs> and go and pick up an energy drink. But I've made it four days so far. So I, I am feeling a little irritable and sluggish, but nice. we're going to make it. We're going to make it. <laughs> well, it's not like you have hey, you made it past the first two days without like a major headache. I think I think you, you got this. Yeah, physically, how do you feel, Joey, right now? Um, right now, I feel fine. Okay. But, you know, we'll see how I feel tomorrow morning or, you know, halfway through the day tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a very long day for me. It's, Tuesdays are my long days. 
anyway. So I'm looking at a get up at 6 a.m. I'll probably be at work at 7, work to 6, hit up my second job, 6.30 to 9.30, maybe stay a little later because they're offering extra hours there. So it might be like 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. day. Yeah, that energy drink is right around the corner, dude. It's coming. I know, I know, I know. I can do it. I've done it before. It's just, man, like, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. Next week, I'll come back and when we come back, and I will update you if I have had one or not. So maybe I'll have made it to day 11, and maybe I will be drinking one as we record. We'll see. <laughs> But enough about us. Let's talk a little bit more about us. Marcellus Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast. All right. So everybody can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our Tee Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, so definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year-round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a lot of time. All right. It is time, guys. It's time for our review of Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Been looking forward to this for a long time. As always, we're going to start off with our non-spoiler impressions. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, hear what we thought. We won't spoil a damn thing. You'll at least know where we stand. Then Markellis will drop the drop delineating spoilers. And the, you can bounce. Everyone else that's seen it can stick around and we'll talk a little bit more in depth about it. But to get started, Aubrey Litchfield, what is Black Panther Wakanda Forever about? Ah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Queen Ramonda, Shuri, M'Baku, Okoye, and the Dora Milieje fight to protect their nation from intervening world powers in the wake of King T'Challa's death. As the Wakandans strive to embrace their next chapter, the heroes must band together with Nakia and Everett Ross to forge a new path for their beloved kingdom. All right, guys, we've been waiting a long time to see this. We all saw it in the movie theater. Markellis, okay movie theater experience, or was it ruined? No, no, it was fine. I got I bought tickets as soon as they went on sale. So I got the nice theater, the nice seats, the nice time. It worked out pretty good. The only thing that that was that I was I wouldn't say it was a negative thing, but you know how they have these movies, they premiere on Thursday nights. 
usually the first showings are like five o'clock, six o'clock. So if you get to the early showings, you don't have to worry about people coming out of an early screening and ruining it and talking about the screening or talking about, you know, the spoilers of the movie. When I got to the theater, I'm like right about to head to the theater and I look up and I see that there was a three o'clock showing. And there are people who are like filing out of the theater, like talking. <laughs> so I yeah, walked into I the. I can't believe Darth Vader's <laughs> Luke's father. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm walking into my theater with my arm full of popcorn going la, 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 la. <laughs> I didn't want to hear anything that was happening. All right, Aubrey, uh, you went to the movies, obviously. Uh, good experience. Normal experience. Um, I mean, for me, it was a fine experience. Max was sitting next to some dude that cried the entire movie, though. <laughs> uh, so it, we went for Noah's birthday and it was his dad and then Noah and then me, Max's son and then Max. And um, me and his son looked at each other at one point because we just hear like this whimpering. And then, then we looked at Max and we were like, what the fuck are you crying about? And it was, it was like, it's not me. It's the guy next to me. Dude cried the entire movie. Entire huh. movie. Jeez. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, me and the kids went to the movies actually yesterday as we record this. And it was fine. Uh, there was a lot of people there for a mid-afternoon Sunday showing of a two-hour and 42-minute movie. And... I was a little nervous because these annoying girls came in and then they sat in our row and then they were like, oh, we're in the wrong seats. And they got up and walked past us in the middle of the trailers, which, of course, you know how I feel about that. And they sat down almost directly behind us and they proceeded to talk through the entire trailer. So I was like, fuck, man, I'm going to have to turn around and tell these people shut the fuck up. But they were quiet the whole movie. So that was good. Most part, it was packed, but there was no one talking or being annoying. Everyone was fine. So a normal, fine movie-going experience. Though I will say we missed out on Nuvi. We didn't get there in time to see Maria Menounos. So I'm a little, I'm a little out of sorts today. <laughs> but what did we think of the movie Marcellus Reagan's non-spoiler? What did you think of Wakanda Forever? Uh, I hated it. I thought it was absolute trash. <laughs> No I'm kidding. Uh, I thought it was amazing. I, I'm sorry, I couldn't even keep a straight face when you said that. Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. I thought it's uh, another just amazing effort and storytelling from Ryan Coogler. I think he's uh, just one of our premiered filmmakers right now. Uh, what he was able to do with this movie is amazing, and I was blown away at how much it did what it had to do, but also gave the crazy comic book movie themes or comic book movie uh, hits that you expect from an MCU movie. So, yeah, I loved it. I, I thought it was fantastic. All right. Aubrey Litchfield, what about you? I I really liked it. I think that they elegantly um, dealt with the issues that they had for this movie uh, with Chadwick Boseman's death, and I, I think they did a fantastic job with it. it there was no Chadwick Boseman floating in space like Superman, and I, I, I just, I really liked it. Wait, why would he have been floating in space? I'm lost. Like in Star Wars with Princess Leia. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was subverting your expectations, Aubrey. You were expecting a good movie, and instead you got that. <laughs> You were expecting Star Wars to be around forever and be popular. Instead, they, they ruined it. 
<laughs> anyway, we're not going to get into that discussion. Um, you know what? I really like this movie also, guys. Um, I have a couple issues with it that we can get into in spoilers because we can't really discuss any of this without spoiling it. And I think you should not see it without having anything spoiled. So please avoid spoilers at all costs if you haven't read them already or already seen the movie. But I mean, for the most part, this was fantastic. I agree with Mark. I think Ryan Coogler is fantastic. I don't think he's made a bad movie yet. I don't want him to make a bad movie. So that's good. (laughs) Uh, I just don't know what his next thing will be. But I think he's earned the right to, to have his name above the credits <laughs> and yes. have that be enough to have you go to the movie theater. Yep. Hopefully it's something cool. He's made mostly good movies. I never saw Fruitvale Station, but I've heard it's really good. It's just not my type of movie. It is. It's it's a really good movie. It's a a pretty solid movie and and definitely more more serious than right. than this, than these past few movies. Right. So, I mean, obviously, I'm not really looking to go for heavy dramas, but, you know, Creed and both Black Panther movies, fantastic. So, you know, this guy's firing at all cylinders for me. So definitely want to see anything he has coming forward. The movie itself, man, I I just thought it was fantastic. Uh, Storyline wise, great. Character wise, great. People that they introduced, people that came back, fantastic. Um, You know, this is just top tier Marvel stuff, man. This is top tier Marvel stuff. And if you liked the first Black Panther, there's no way you're not going to like this movie. I, I I just feel weird when people say, oh, I didn't like it. Oh, it wasn't that great. I, I'm not I'm not sure how that translates unless you hated the first one, which is probably one of the best MCU movies there is. So that's really weird, too. So it sounds like you get three big thumbs up here. I think you probably knew that we were going to have three big thumbs up from this if you've listened to the show before. But we're going to spoil it now. We're going to drop the drop. We're going to go and talk a little more in depth. So, Marcellus, please drop that drop and let us spoil Wakanda forever. Uh, I've got some spoilers. What's the <laughs> spoiler? Yeah, Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right, Marcellus Reagans, the floor is yours. Please tell us some things that you liked about the movie. All right, so I will say uh, I've only seen a movie once. Uh, there was a lot of expectations going into this movie because it is, you know, the sequel to one of the, probably one of the best Marvel movies ever made. Definitely my curiosity was piqued on on how they were going to tell the story without the lead uh, Chadwick Boseman being in it. So a lot of my viewing of this movie came from me just trying to get my questions answered. So a lot of the themes I might've missed. uh, So I definitely want to watch it again. Um, But one of the things that I, I loved Top thing that I loved about this movie, uh, Letitia Wright, she is fantastic in this movie. And she had to do so much more than what she had been given before. You know, being a, the kind of the wise ass meme quoting little sister uh, from uh, the first Black Panther and then the Avengers movie. And in this one, she, she's required to do a lot more to, to show a lot more depth in her character. And she knocks it out of the freaking park. She is amazing in this movie. I could not believe how much they gave to her and how much she was able to step up to the plate. Uh, I thought <laughs> not Namor, but Namor. I thought Namor was <laughs> awesome. I wasn't, you know, there's a lot of hype about him going into it. You know, he was like one of the first original, like Marvel comic book characters. And, you know, when the MCU started to unroll itself, it's like, well, yeah, are they ever going to get to the freaking guy with the pointy ears and the wings on his ankles? Like, are we ever <laughs> going to see that movie? And then they show him and I'm like, Oh, I like this. I really like how they brought him in. I like what his motivation was. It made sense. Completely connects to the first movie. Uh, completely connects to to everything that's come after. Um, so I thought he was really, really good. 
I thought the score was amazing as usual. And the songs that they put in were actually really good too. And I thought that it, you know, dealing with such a serious subject matter as the, you know, the, the loss of a loved one and the grief period of going through that, the fact that they they were able to balance that and still give us like some new stuff that we hadn't seen before uh, and give us some new action scenes that were unlike any of the other 20 something Marvel movies that they've done before. Uh, it made it... A, an enjoyable popcorn movie with a little bit more depth into it. So, uh, yeah, I again, I, I do have some issues with it. It's not a perfect movie, but for the bullseye that they were aiming at, I think they totally hit it, completely hit it, and I can't wait to watch it again. Did you cry? You know what? My thug tears stayed in my eyes, man. I did not cry during this movie. And I'm like, man, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just not as... Uh, in touch with my emotions as I used to be. But then I remembered I didn't cry during the first Black Panther movie either. And then I went to see it a second time. And <laughs> by the time they got to like the waterfall fight with uh, with uh, uh, M'Baku, I was like in fucking tears, dude. <laughs> and her mom is like, show him who you are. I'm like, <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely going to be crying like a little bitch the next time I see this movie. All right. Aubrey Litchfield, what about things you liked about the movie? You know, I, I, I liked the story. I think that the story was really good. I think it was done, like I said earlier, elegantly. Um, I think they handled Chadwick Boseman's death really well. I like how Queen Ramondo takes over Wakanda at first. And I like seeing the progression of her character because she, I mean, like in the beginning, She's kind of like, just kill the scientist. And then by the end, Shuri shows all this compassion towards the scientist. And then she kind of takes her in. And th there's that whole arc of it. I like seeing Nakia come back. I think that was really important. I like seeing her running a school in Haiti. I like seeing all of Wakanda in, in a different, like you get to see everything with the different villages and everything. I think that's really cool. I liked the underwater city. I just, I, I, visually, the movie is beautiful and they never fail doing a really good job with that. I think mm -hmm. that they handled everything appropriately given what they had. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I think, you know, I left it going, man, that was a lot to take in. I, I would definitely want to see it a second time to absorb everything because it is a two and a half hour movie plus. So there is a lot to take in and they had a lot to cover for this movie. So I did it. I did appreciate that. It didn't feel like it dragged on like other, like I am right now talking about it. <laughs> all right. Well, what did I like about it? Uh, nothing. I didn't like the movie at all. <laughs> all right. So what do we didn't like about it? <laughs> <laughs> Too many black people. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I'm kidding. If you don't know, if you, this is your first time listening to the show, I'm fucking kidding. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh, what did I like about the movie? So let's see. Um, you guys are both right. The way it dealt with grief was phenomenal. They were given basically an impossible task, much like John Wick trying to get out of the mafia. They were given an impossible task. Uh, to take the movie they had written for Black Panther 2 and completely redo it with the death of the main star and a beloved star at that. It's not like 
um, we're recasting Edward Norton out of Incredible Hulk, and everybody's like, yeah, who cares? Right. You know, like this guy, Chadwick Boseman, absolutely beloved actor and the character beloved as well. And it, they did such a great job of making it part of the movie. And his, he is a presence throughout the movie. They don't show him very much. So I was really surprised at that. I was expecting a like ghost force ghost. Um, oh God. <laughs> at some point, I'm glad they didn't do that. Um, they just did that in ghostbusters, for example, with right. force ghost, uh, Egon, right. Mark, were you okay with them not having a ghost Chadwick Boseman show up? Oh uh, yes. I was praying that they would not go in that direction. <laughs> like, we, we can't do this. Yeah. It's a little too soon for that. I'm, I'm really glad they did not go that route. Um, I was really surprised at how well the story was uh, constructed around Shuri and Queen Ramonda and grief getting over the death of a loved one. I know my mom passed away a few years ago, so that hits close to home. And, uh, it, you know, that, that, that whole part of the story is really well done. I love Namor, huge Namor guy from comics back in the day um, when he was a member of the Avengers, loved it when he had his own solo series from John Byrne, loved it. I knew going in that they were going to make changes because Aquaman had kind of beaten him to the punch. So just having him show up and be in a speedo and, but be exactly the same as Aquaman was not going to happen. So to me, them making changes to his origin and stuff, not an issue at all. I was expecting it and they knocked it out of the park, man. They knocked it out of the park. It completely made sense. It was really well done and it looked great. He looked great. The fucking wings on his feet. (laughs) Like, think about Mark, what that would have looked like in like the 1980s. Like if he gets started on the Incredible Hulk TV show or something, he would have had like flippers or something with, <laughs> with painted wings. It would have basically been the man from Atlantis with bad rubber uh, wings on his feet or something. Yes. Like, like the fact that they can take a dumb concept like that and make it work. It's just mind blowing. Again, we are living in a world where I blockbuster movie is based on and the black panther's sister and his mom fighting namor meanwhile dc can't figure out superman movies (laughs) i just i just can't believe this shit um but yeah i thought everything with namor was really well done i really liked his story and i liked the fact that he was not a mustache twirling villain yeah he had motivation and his motivations made sense from a certain point of view and i think if it had been a namor movie almost you could almost flip it and be like well, I'm cheering for this guy. Right. His plan, obviously, it makes sense to him and his people, where uh, kind of almost like the only reason we were cheering for Wakanda at that point was because that's who we came to cheer for. Um, obviously, it flips later on in the, in the movie. But, yeah, I just thought special effects for the most part were on point. There were a couple points, and we'll get to that in, non, in stuff we didn't like, where it looked a little jiggy. But, you know, for the most part, special effects were on point much better than the first one. Much, much better. <laughs> The first one. And, uh, you know, seeing Michael B. Jordan back again. How'd you feel about that, Mark? Uh, you know, it's one of those things where he they had the world premiere like last week and he was at the premiere. And you usually don't have the actors at the premiere unless they're in the movie. So once I saw him there, I'm like, oh, man, that means he's going to be in the movie. So I was wondering. That doesn't necessarily it mean he's almost, be in the movie. It, he's friends with Ryan Coogler. Yeah. And he's made some ser- amazing movies with him. And, and I am aware of that. And that's what I was hoping for. But again, in the recent years, whenever you see an actor, spoilers, <laughs> sorry to ruin this for people. Whenever you see an actor at the world premiere of a movie, there's a really good chance that he's or she's going to make an appearance in it. So Natalie was, Portman for Endgame? <laughs> <laughs> she was in it, kind of. 
Yeah, but she was at the premiere. <laughs> yeah, it's her, her appearance was well. She has kids, and you know, if you watch the movie, she's in there. So yeah, it, it it works. Um, I I forgot who, I did, did see that recently, but besides that, I was hoping that he wouldn't be in there. Uh, I was hoping that that didn't give it away. Um, but I kind of felt that he was going to be in there, and I was wondering where they were going to squeeze him in. I thought where they put him in was absolutely perfect. Uh, it made perfect sense to me, and I I loved having him in there just to shake the audience up a little bit. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Aubrey, you were happy to see him back. I'm sure. Especially he didn't have much of a shirt on. I don't know. <laughs> what? He's kind of, and his character kind of annoys me because he's very, I don't know. His, I, I don't, I can never place what annoys me about him, but there's something that annoys me about him in these movies. Hmm. All right. So um, never mind then. <laughs> And Joey, how did you feel about him? Um, I thought it was great. Like I said earlier, I was glad it was not uh, Force Ghost Chadwick Boseman or <laughs> some other nonsense. Um, it made 100% sense in the storyline. Yeah. And I especially liked it where, you know, she had that feeling where why didn't any of her family show up? I think that like hit like really hard for me, uh, at least uh, somebody has uh, issues with their family uh, at some points in life. And uh, that really hit hard for me. And then, you know, it worked really well in the storyline. So I, I think it totally worked and it was great. You know, the audience, um, when we saw it audibly gasped when he showed up mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and then, then he stood up and he didn't have a shirt on and they audibly gasped again. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I thought it was great. You know, for the most part, I, I really, really liked this movie. I didn't have much issue with it but i do have some nitpicky things did you guys like ironheart how did you guys feel about ironheart um i don't really feel like they did her justice that was going to be one of the parts that i don't like i don't think that she was fleshed out very well she just felt kind of forced hmm. marcellus yeah I'm, I'm gonna agree with that a little bit it was very nice to have another younger sister another wise ass younger sister in the mix especially since uh shuri was taking on a, a much more mature role in this movie um, but yeah i don't think they wrote her as well as i wished uh and that's uh, like aubrey was saying that's, that's some of the things that that goes into the category of what i didn't like about it she her character did feel a little i was glad that she was there but it felt a little forced and not completely fleshed out all right. Well, that's a good segue then. Tell us some things you didn't like about this movie, Mark, because you are gushing. You loved this movie, mm-hmm. but it sounds like there are things you did not like. Yeah, just a couple of small things. I, I didn't think the I was as, as glad as I was to see Everett Ross back in the <laughs> mix. Uh, I didn't think him and Val's storyline really it, it just seemed like like a little bit of exposition dumped like it didn't really seem like woven into the story that well uh, and having them be like married <laughs> like man that's just they're they're really stretching it now man we don't we don't need that much connection to it um, but i love having ross back in the movie i thought he was great i just didn't think his story i think they could have did a little bit more with his storyline i at least i wished anyway riri i again i liked her i liked the actress and i liked what she brought to it i liked her being a little sister but her being ironheart like i felt like there should have been a little bit more of a tony stark connection especially with her going to MIT. Um, like, why does she, exactly why does she make an Iron Man suit? And I wanted 
I don't know. I just wanted a little bit more of a connective tissue between her and Stark technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to tell Ryan Coogler how to write his movie, but that's something that I would have liked to have seen. Uh, and the freaking death of Queen Ramonda. I, I was pissed. I was <laughs> pissed. Like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> we, we are not doing this again. We, we just, we barely got through the beginning of the movie and now we're doing this again. So, that I was shocked and hurt. I understand why it was there, but I did not like that at all. I wish they could have figured out another way to advance Shuri's story without killing off the Queen Mother. That's just, that was just harsh. Aubrey Litchfield, what about things you didn't like? I I agree with Mark. I don't like the Ross and uh, her name Valerie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't like that storyline. I. I mean, I think I think that she's really funny, but they just they don't have any chemistry at all that would make you think that they were married ever. <laughs> it's weird, and I don't feel like Ironheart was was fleshed out. I think that it it felt very displaced in in the storyline, and it could have been a lot better. I also didn't like the underwater scene with uh, Namor where he's like telling everybody that they're going to go to war. I think that that looks really, really bad mm. as far as, as CG goes. Like then everybody gives them everyone, everyone gives them the uh, street fighter fireball motion. <laughs> in a, in a, in yeah. yeah. Everybody's about to Hadouk in him. Um, <laughs> that's, that's all I could think of the whole movie. <laughs> it, it just like when he's like giving his speech and everything, when he descends to the throne and everything, it just doesn't, it doesn't look right. That was super cringy for me. I did not like it. I didn't think that Ironheart looked that good in her suit either. I feel like they could have done better there. Other than that, I mean, there, there wasn't too much else that I didn't like, I should say. I mean, it, there was just like those, those things I was like, oh, come on, man. It's a Marvel movie. This this shouldn't be this bad. But I get I get it. They had a lot against them. I can't complain too much. Okay. Well, you know, for me, a couple of things that I didn't like about the movie right off the bat. I'll agree with you guys. The CIA storyline was superfluous at best. And like Mark said, like Aubrey said, it, you know, it was great to see Everett Ross again. Love the character. But for the most part, I mean, you could have cut that out of the movie almost entirely. Yeah. <laughs> and when we're talking about a, a two hour and 47 minute movie, looking at the movie and saying, man, you could have cut 15 to 20 minutes right out here. <laughs> that that makes you start to dislike it a little more <laughs> than, than you normally would have. And, and I agree. It was nice to see Elaine from Seinfeld. And I appreciate that tying into the Disney Plus shows and the upcoming Thunderbolts and stuff like that. I appreciate that. I like that. That's one of the things we love about the MCU, the connective tissue, blah, blah, blah. This just felt a little forced. I, I it, it was really weird that like all those CIA scenes, just a little weird. I, I think they really could have been cut down to you probably could have got five minutes out of it. You know, they went and saw him in the woods. He points him in the right direction. Maybe he makes a phone call later on and points him in another direction. And that's it. Yeah. Like, we didn't need them driving to Virginia. We didn't need them hanging out at home. A lot of stuff could have been cut there. Um, I, I liked Riri a lot. Actually, I like the character. Um, and we will see more of her Ironheart coming to Disney Plus soon. Um, but again, also felt a little superfluous. You know, they, they go and pick her up and 
Oh, she makes an Iron Man suit. <laughs> I agree with Mark. I wish it would have been fleshed out a little more. Even a couple lines of dialogue that had explained why she had built Stark-type armor would have been fine. Yeah. We learned more about the car that was her dad's in the garage than we did about why she had a fucking Iron Man suit of armor. So that was a little little rough. But for the and, and all right, you know, I did say the special effects were good, but guess what, guys? What? There were a couple scenes that were a little wonky. I believe there was one where people were swimming up in the water that looked rough. And then when they're all fighting on top of the Wakandan boat, there were a couple of Batman uh, Dark Knight Returns action scenes going on in the background. (laughs) Okay. Um, There were people missing completely and people flying back from it (laughs) and stuff. And it was noticeable on a big screen. I think if you're concentrating on what you're supposed to concentrate on, then you won't notice it, but man, it's going to be gift and JPEGs to hell <laughs> going forward. Cause there was some noticeable, someone completely whiffing a kick and the, um, Atlantean goes flying. Oh no. <laughs> so I was like, Oh no, <laughs> why was that in the movie? And that's super nitpicky. And then my final thing I didn't like, and I don't know how you guys felt about this. So jump in. Um, I love Okoye and I love the, that she's just a fucking badass like she doesn't have superpowers she's just a fucking badass with a spear and in infinity war she like took on proxima midnight herself because she's just so badass right right but in this movie she needs a weird like suit of armor thing like iron man 4.0 or something (laughs) to be able to participate i don't know man i don't know how i felt about that i know they kind of built up to it when they showed when she fought atuma you know and she can't beat him because he's just too powerful, but that's not really what they established for her character. <laughs> She's a badass. Like I wanted to see her uh, on that top of that ship, like kicking ass with her spear, not flying around in a blue armor. So that was just, that's a personal thing. I don't know how you guys felt about it. Yeah. Well, the, the midnight angels, uh, they have a, 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 a pretty decent storyline in the comic books. So I have a feeling that someone somewhere was going to be like, all right, we're going to bring these characters into the movie somehow. And, you know, if we're going to have a cool suit of armor, we might as well give it to our coolest warrior. So that's how she wound up with it. But I I, I kind of agree with you. But personally, I was just glad that they took uh, another element from the comic book and brought it to the to the mm-hmm. live action movie. I was just psyched to see it. I know. I just I, I always felt like her character was being the badass warrior woman that doesn't need superpowers to to hang with everybody and then all of a sudden she has blue flying <laughs> iron man armor so i thought she looked more like a zora from zelda <laughs> maybe that's what she's <laughs> supposed to look like I, i'm not sure but that was just this very nitpicky stuff for me um let's jump into uh, a couple other things i just want to go back to things i liked and that is uh lupita, lupita nuango <laughs> yes I like her. <laughs> That's all it needs to be said. <laughs> uh, is she one of the hottest chicks on the planet, Mark Ellis? She's absolutely beautiful. And and it's still I still get irked over the Star Wars franchise that they <laughs> reduced her to a little like CGI puppet character. Like, do you guys know how beautiful this woman is? Put her in a put her face on a screen, damn it. Yeah, at least Brian Coogler is smart enough to think of any way to get her back in the movie and in spandex as fast as possible. <laughs> Put her in a potato sack. She can be in Star Wars. <laughs> oh, no. It's Rose Tico all over again. <laughs> all right. That that nonsense aside, after credit scene, Marcellus Reagans, you're sitting in the theater. You're crying. 
Rihanna's playing <laughs> yes. after credit scene time. What did you think of that after credit scene? I'm like, Young Avengers. I'm jumping in my seat, dude. I am ready. I am so ready for Young Avengers. You have no idea. I'm so ready for <laughs> Young Avengers. I like immediately dug out my next Avengers <laughs> animated movie ready to go because I, I want this story so bad. Uh, <laughs> I, I did appreciate um I did appreciate that after credit scene. Aubrey, what did you think of the after credits? I thought it was really good after credit scene. I, will I wish that again. I saw like the the progression up to that point freshly in my mind because I feel like it would have probably pulled on me a little bit more. But I do think that was pretty good. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I loved when the kid was like, oh, actually, now you can keep a secret. This is my name. <laughs> and the whole audience is just like, yes. <laughs> Um, and you know, the good news is that, you know, the next villain coming up, as we saw, if you guys got the Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer, which we did, the next villain is Kang who plays with time. So if you want to age somebody up, there you go, get yourself your new T'Challa real quick. There you are. <laughs> Maybe this one will marry storm. We got to introduce Storm first. It's going to happen. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I know it's going to happen. Next Avengers, man. It's happening. I'm telling you. I'm telling we're not you. getting a neck. We're not getting a young Avengers until the, we get Patriot. I refuse. I won't watch it. <laughs> My favorite character in the whole fucking book. And all he's done so far is open the door at his grandfather's house. <laughs> get that man something to do, please. <laughs> All right. Well, the only thing left to do now is to score it zero to five, five being the best, zero being the worst. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got for Wakanda forever? I'm going to give it a 4.5. I'm docking it 0.5 for those nitpicky CG issues. (laughs) It still looks better than him fighting uh, Killmonger at the end of the first one. (laughs) Yeah. I was thought, wait, did somebody hook a PS1 up to the TV for a second? What happened there? Uh, Marcellus Reagans, how about you? Yeah, there's so many. I mean, I'll agree. There was a couple of uh, there's a couple of scenes where they're standing uh, in front of Wakanda, like before they get into the ship. And there's like the green screen background that looked really bad. And if <laughs> and if I notice it, you'd know it's, it's horrible because I don't give a shit about that stuff. And I was like, Jesus, how did this pass? Um there are so many good things about this movie, uh, especially the new Black Panther's fighting style. Like she was much more like a panther than T'Challa was. And I thought that was amazing. So even with the nitpicks aside, because everything else is done so well, I'm also going to give this a 4.5. All right. Well, um, you know, I agree with both of you guys. I think this is fantastic. Uh all the new characters that were introduced are great. Nitpicky nitpicks aside, you know, loved Ironheart, loved Namor, 100% down for more Namor. Um, this movie looks good for the most part. There's a couple nitpicky things. <laughs> um, honestly, I'm going to go with a four out of five. Yeah. And the only reason it's not higher is because I don't know if I want to rewatch this. Really? I just think it's such a like commentary on, on grief. Yeah. And like, I don't know if I want to go through that again. <laughs> like, I will rewatch it with the family. Um, you know, my wife gets slowly caught up on these things. She doesn't go to the movie theater, so she's behind on the movies and stuff. So we will rewatch it. But it's long and a lot of it is just makes me sad. <laughs> so I don't know if I want to rewatch it or not. That's the only reason I'm not going higher on my score. Uh, is it's it's a bit of a tough watch. Let's be real. It's a bit of a tough watch. But I mean, they pulled it off for the most for the most part. They pulled it off. This is a great movie. Top tier MCU shit. 
Um, so four out of five for me, two, four and a half from you guys. Sounds like we all loved it. Maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. I know for a fact <laughs> there are people out there that did not like this movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is shocking to me that you would, you know what? I could see if you were like, all right, a three, three and a half. I can't imagine like not liking it. That's weird. <laughs> That's weird to me. It's just weird. It's not a bad movie. Maybe I just watched so many bad movies that like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just just numb to it. But wow, maybe we got it right or wrong. So let us know on social media. Hit us up. And now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up. Let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? Um, I just started a new show on Netflix. I haven't watched too much of it, but it's still it's okay so far. It's called The Imperfects. It's like these three people go through experiments and they become like different characters and stuff. So I haven't gotten too far into it yet, like maybe halfway through the first episode, but it 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 seems pretty interesting. All right. Is that new or is that old? It is. It It's from this year and okay. it's got a pretty good rating, too. All right. Well, I'm sure Netflix will cancel it right away. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Ellis Reagans, how about you? Uh, yeah, I want to recommend uh, two of the Bigger movies, well, not bigger, two of the most popular movies that came out, at least to me, this past year are now available on DVD and to rent uh, on a cheap side. Uh, the first one is Top Gun Maverick, Top Gun 2. Uh, that one is out on DVD right now if you haven't had a chance to watch it. It's not going to be the same on your small screen, but you know if you have a big flat screen TV, it'd be close. Uh, and the other one is Pearl, uh, which I really enjoyed uh, the sequel to X. Uh, that one is out on DVD this week, too. And uh, that one is going into my DVD collection. So uh, those are my recommendations. Two movies that I absolutely enjoyed this past year. We can gift Stu a copy of that on Blu-ray. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I will recommend that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you'll find the podcast every week. There's links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Links to all our YouTube and Patreon content as well at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere you find podcasts under the sun. We will be there. Check out our aforementioned YouTube channel. There are hours of free exclusive content there at youtube.com backslash Podcast. Adam's been dropping a lot of our content from Rhode Island Comic Con, so go and check it out. We've got our Patreon as well. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content at patreon.com backslash Podcast. It's the only place this month to hear our review of weird, the weird Al Yankovic story. So jump on board. If you want to support the show and get some extra content, what will I recommend guys? There's only one movie you need to watch and it's on Netflix and that is falling for Christmas starring patron <laughs> saint of the so was a podcast, Lindsay Lohan, her comeback role. It's a really shitty Hallmark style movie with Lindsay Lohan in it. That's, that's that's it. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> it's a, I feel like we should sell those candles, like those prayer candles with Lindsay Lohan on the front. I could use it to light my cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it, it's not good, but I, I guess it depends on your mileage may vary depending on how much amusement you get out of watching your generic shitty Hallmark style Christmas love movie with Lindsay Lohan in it. So I've watched it. I'm sure you guys will watch it at some point. Please, no. (laughs) That's a a no. (laughs) (laughs) 
But that is it. That is going to do it for episode number 432 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-hosts have been the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Bye. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagan. Uh, Killmonger was right. Everybody have a good week and Wakanda forever. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. We find out what's on the menu. Good journey.